For a decade or more, the tech giants, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Apple, et al, have made Western governments look like fools when it comes to paying their taxes. Heck, even Starbucks has. Their globalised business models, with IP here, trademarks there, profit somewhere else, have meant that they can pretty much pay as little or as much tax as they see fit, and there's not a lot governments have been able to do about it. Tax systems are designed around the physical economy. They're bound by national borders, and they've been exposed for the antiquated megaliths they are. Local individuals and companies have been burdened with heavy taxes so that governments can subsidise their out-of-control spending, while the globalised digital behemoths, on the other hand, have got away almost scot-free. Well, if you thought governments were unprepared for the disruption brought to their revenue models by the tech giants of the 21st century, wait till you see how unprepared they are for decentralised autonomous organisations, a.k.a. DAOs. I'll bet you less than 5% of government ministers even know what a DAO is. Well, today we talk DAOs because this decade will be the decade of the DAO. When Satoshi Nakamoto designed Bitcoin, one of his key aims was to create a money system that had no central point of failure. Previous alternative money systems, he argued, such as DigiCash and DigiGold, had failed because there was a central company, a central office, a central body that could be shut down. And when that office was shut down, the system came tumbling down with it. So, intrinsic to Bitcoin's design was that the system functioned on a distributed network on multiple computers in multiple jurisdictions around the world. You might be able to take out one or more of the computers on the network, but you couldn't take them all down. And it's the combined power of all the machines operating on that network that makes Bitcoin so formidable. A government can make Bitcoin illegal, but the computer power required to take down the network is so immense that you almost can't. This was Nakamoto's blockchain. Now, organisations are following the same model. With a decentralised autonomous organisation, a DAO like Bitcoin, there is no central body to close down or tax. These organisations operate on distributed blockchain networks with no company HQ, no formal organisation at the centre, no base in any jurisdiction and no central point of failure. Their currencies are their own issued tokens, digital crypto money existing outside fiat economies. Their platforms and businesses are automated by code, often written on an open source basis. Governments are trying to impose taxes, censorship and other rules on the likes of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Uber and Airbnb. How will they do that to the social network when the video, ride or flat sharing platform is decentralised? Many of the often highly libertarian developers in the blockchain space have even stated that their intention with DAOs is to replace the state altogether. If they deprive it of essential tax revenue, they'll go a long way to doing that. There are many reasons tech stocks have been able to grow at the phenomenal rate they have since the late 1990s. One has been the incredible product or service they've been able to offer. Google's search engine, Apple's phones and computers, Amazon's shopping and delivery. Two has been the sheer scalability of digital tech. Google can make a change to its search engine and billions benefit. A brilliant app need only be uploaded once, but it can be downloaded billions of times. And the same goes for some operating software. 
but three is with valuations based on much as users as they are on profits, they've not been held back by the heavy taxes imposed on the physical economy. Not having to leak capital to the taxman means they can reinvest in their own companies, develop quicker and better products, and then offer them to customers at cheaper prices. Well, these same three factors all apply to DAOs, only on steroids. DAOs are going to be huge. Decentralised tech is the opportunity of the next decade. If you're a youngster setting out on a career, go and look for opportunities there. And if you're an oldster researching investment opportunities, that is where to look. But remember, it is the Wild West. There will be huge winners, but many projects, indeed most projects, will go the same way as the many dot-com disasters. Picking out individual opportunities is a lottery. If this was dot-com, we're in about 1997. Google and Facebook haven't even been invented, and Amazon's still only selling books. The tech is still highly experimental. There isn't a Nasdaq exchange where they all list. They won't even list on an exchange, nor is there an ETF that tracks them. But the future multinational trillion-dollar behemoths are all lurking somewhere in the cryptoverse. One vehicle is to look at the coins on, when, on which many of these platforms will be built, the likes of Ethereum, Cardano, Polkadot. I have a fondness for a little-known coin by the name of Decred, short for Decentralised Credits, which you can buy at crypto exchanges such as Binance, Poloniex and Bittrex. Why do I like Decred? It's underhyped and the dev team is superb. There are maybe 30 or 40 exceptional developers in the crypto space and six or seven of them work on Bitcoin. A good three or four of them are in Decred. When you have no idea which horse is going to win, betting on the stable, the trainer, the jockey is often not such a bad strategy. Thanks very much for watching. Please subscribe to my channel and I'll be back with another video very soon.